I'm really excited to share this episode of Photopocene with you where I get to talk with the extremely talented Madrid-based photographer Maria Primo. Do listen along, it's an absolutely fascinating look into her work and the personal projects that she likes uh, to develop and share with the world. All connected to nature and her feelings and thoughts about our relationship with the natural world, um, her interests in deep ecology, eco-anthropology and contemporary art. Um, There's so much more that we could have spoken about so please do go and check out Maria's work as well. I hope you enjoy. I want to say a really warm welcome and a big hello to Maria. Maria Primo, who is a photographer with a passion for the environment. Um, so yeah, huge welcome, Maria. I'm so glad that you're here with me. Um, I'm chatting about your work. Hello, Josie. I'm so happy to be able to chat with you, although it's through this machine, but really, really <laughs> happy to, to be able finally to chat with you with all these common interests. Absolutely. Um, where is it you're actually chatting to me from? Because, I mean, the machines have probably given us the opportunity to do so, haven't they? Yeah, well, I'm not that far, but I'm in Madrid, in Spain. OK. <laughs> Lovely. A place yeah. I have yet to go, Madrid. So that's right yeah. in the centre, isn't it, if my geography's yeah. right? Well, exactly. It's the capital from Spain yeah. and it's, it's uh, in the middle of Spain. And... And you are always so welcome here. Please come. Oh. <laughs> I'll take you around. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to take you up on that and, and yes, sort of please. right back at you. Come, come to Cornwall. That's where I am. So, yeah, beautiful okay. too. So, yeah. Well, we're obviously going to have, a, a, I think, a very interesting uh, conversation about um, your work and your interests in how you work with photography and environmental matters. But what mm-hmm. I'd really like to find out first is is what actually got you interested in photography in the very first place? How did you become a photographer? Okay, uh, well, it's been quite a long time because I think I've been always a photographer, no? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, when I finished school, no, I mean, mm-hmm. in the early 90, 90s, no? in my early 20s, mm. well, I was already studying there, no? but photography also, uh, it was not as we leave it now, no? uh, photography, mm. the experience of doing photography, although it was massive, no? Kodak already existed and all those things, <laughs> but we are talking about analog photography, I mean, yes. digital photography didn't exist, and um, well, I, I, my first contact with photography actually was my grandfather. I always saw him with a camera taking pictures of all of oh. us. And for me, that was like always, no, like really yes. um, interesting no? of that uh, tool, no, that tool yes. that was in front of your eyes. I mean, we that we are a visual um, uh, animals, no, that mm. uh, we see life. So, and, and then when I, um, I decided I was... Um, 
I mean, it was not that I wanted to be a photographer. I actually wanted to be a, to study anthropology because for me, okay, it was um, no. I wanted. I was very restless, not to, because mm -hmm. I wanted to see. I wanted to 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 break a little bit or to see what was what was going on um, mm. outside my small circle, no, of where yes. you live, no, and maybe Madrid is a capital and everything, but at the end, it's a small circle where you live. So um, that why, that's why I, I thought it was anthropology, but I didn't have any references. So I ended up um, studying anthropology, but mm -hmm. it was in my, oh yeah, sorry, communications, but it was in my early 20s after mm -hmm. studying um, my career that I decided to do a solo trip uh, in Mexico. Okay. Like, look, yeah, and I, my brother gave me a camera, 35 millimeters, no, it wasn't uh -huh. in Malta by then. Since then, I've been always moving with a camera with myself because also I remember looking at life. Um, I mean, no, uh, to yeah. see life like as in uh, frames of a film. No, that was something that is true. I've always seen myself through the lens of a camera. Okay. And so it's, it's been always a tool that it was so important to to really understand the world and the planet that we live on mm. that that was my main interest so after that my first job more or less was in an NGO uh, that worked to to defend indigenous people's rights actually, okay. you know? so I, and then that's why at the end I I, I realized that I really had to do some anthropology mm. and environmental issues no it was there when I started to look for other cosmovisions and that that was was I really looking for, for no, to see other ways of like that, that diversity, no, mm. culture and biological diversity. So I was very lucky to be able to take an MA in London, the University of London. Okay. And the Institute of Latin American Studies, which is a little bit awkward, not being Spanish and Latin American, I, I could have done it here, but it was mm. there where it, where it was this, specialized MA that I wanted. So that was like mm. my background. Photography was a hobby. I Since the 20s, since I was studying at the university, I, I was taking uh, courses in black and white uh, analog photography. So I yeah. was doing photography. And then I had, after the master, the MA, I got a job in Ecuador, which is a okay. country, a small, beautiful, mega diverse country in Latin mm -hmm. America that you have everything. So I was so lucky. I, I got a job there at the UNESCO, but I was already doing a lot of things with photography. I mean, it mm. was a hobby, but as I, I was, we were telling before, it was analog. You needed films. You had to buy films. I mean, it was yeah. quite expensive to, to yes. have a hobby, you know? Yeah. So, but as I was in this world of, you know, like cooperation, development, all that, I, I traveled a lot and I started doing some reports. I mean, I went to Somalia mm. to do like my first report. But then it was in Ecuador mm. that I already was in contact with the environmental world. No? Okay. But that was like my job in a way. I was in UNESCO. I was going to mm. Galapagos Island. That was a natural reserve. I went oh to the Amazon. Goodness. No, amazing. But I never thought like 
I was going to become a photographer, a professional, or that I was going to be an artist, or <laughs> no, it was just like the hobby. But it's true that there I did a first course on artistic photography. It was the first time that I mm. saw the photography that it could go further than just document. Yes. You know, that it really was like, uh, so I, I, I did like in this it was one year like a project on on garbage and consumption i mm. visited a dump but all meanwhile i was working in the unesco this was all in my 20s and it was yeah after that in my 30s that i came back to spain mm -hmm. that i decided to switch and make my hobby in uh, in my profession so i became in my early 30s, uh, like almost 20 years ago, actually, <laughs> I, I became a professional photographer, a freelance photographer, and, I'm, and that's what I do right now. No, I mean, Fantastic. since then, yeah, I'm a little bit crazy because it's like, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, but the thing is, I had to settle as a photographer, no? And I said, yeah. yes, through photography, I can still um research and and talk about all these issues that mm. i was so interested in about environmental issues about all this cultural diversity about all this no i think mm -hmm. photography is, it was a tool so what i was doing i was settling as a freelance photographer like doing commission work you know yes at, you know, at the beginning i also started to be a mother so those that decade i really also i i had two babies yeah. My two daughters. I, the po I always call them my two little garbages. <laughs> <laughs> Poor things there with, and and then I did my like personal. I started to do my personal projects. They all were like now I see them like little exercises because I was always talking about climate change in a way. Mm. You know, I did a project on on some these trees uh, cork trees no here in spain that yes. they were very menaced so i did like a project like an homage to them and i was talking this was in 2006 maybe no and and you didn't hear mm. talk about climate change in those times no even when yeah. you talked about sustainability that now it's everywhere people was like sustainable what and yeah. uh, well since then, I mean, I've been doing, no, I even have one, which is 2.2 planets, which was like an exercise that I did about my food, ecological footprint, but mm. as a game, no, but all of those, and even second chance, that was about that. All those were like exercises, I say, until some years ago that I, I really got deeper into a project, which mm. is the book of sand that I don't know, I think that maybe you wanted to I was very much yeah I was very much drawn to that I guess in a sense because um when I first saw the words book of sand um el libro de arena I don't yes. know if I've said it properly but <laughs> really but good I, <laughs> I think it's because um for myself I one of my projects when I was doing my MA or it grew from my MA was was um called Herena now um and that was mm. about the global sand crisis. So I was very much instantly mm. drawn to to this story the, and and the work you've done under the the book of mm. sand. And it's it's um and I might stumble with this one, Maria. So do help me out. But it's a story of the June of um Valda. No, sorry, Val Dave. 
Vaqueros. Yes, Valdevaqueros, but really well. You said you pronounce it really well. Yeah, it's not an easy word, huh? I must say. Um, but you, you've created this body of work um, that has this absolutely fascinating story behind it. Um, so what can what yes, what can you tell us about about the book of sand? Yeah, well, there's so much to say actually. As <laughs> as I was saying before, it's it's been the the most long running project. No, it's been and the creation of it and, and you know to really formalize mm -hmm. it and everything it's been like almost more than five years no but it's curious that you talk to me about the 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 these are the, the, the impact of the sand industry which is mm -hmm. not about that no. but it's so funny because uh, two months ago um, a magazine from france uh, mm -hmm. they called me they 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 are apparently they they discovered my work from internet and because they were looking for images to publish and uh, report about uh, geologists talking about this mm. no? like saying in in five years we're not going to have any any beaches no Actually, yeah but beaches i don't know if it's, yes uh, uh, no i mean which is a real premise scarcity about and that's mm. another project no yes which, which yeah. is in in my case i started because from a personal experience, no, mm -hmm. um, like around 2014, 2013, I, I also was very lucky that I could spend two summer, uh, two years in summertime with my family, mm -hmm. my husband and my daughters, uh, to be there, which is like uh, the closest places to paradise in a way. In a way, no, this is in the Strait of uh, Gibraltar. Okay, no? yes. Uh, which is uh, the UK. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of Spain. I mean, it's a very, very uh, special place, mm. no? All these 40 kilometers that separ separates the two continents, no? Africa mm. and Europe, but at the same time, um, uh, uh, no, uh, is the two the Mediterranean Sea and the and the Atlantic Ocean, yes. and so much traffic there in general. No, the the mm -hmm. big boats, but also the immigration, but also drugs. And I mean, it's is a place which is crazy. But this spot, especially that I was spending my summer times. Mm. It's very close to Tarifa. Tarifa, it's like one of the hot spots for kite surfing. No, okay. it's like, yeah, I mean, it's wind, sea. No, you can imagine the 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 images, no, of paradise. That mm. you know, the the sand, the beaches with the very white sand, the crystal water. No, the, I'm the, there. Of the, <laughs> uh, the vegetation, because this is like in. Um, it's like a bay, no? Yeah. Uh, just uh, very close to Tarifa. That makes like a bay uh, there, mm -hmm. which is totally pristine, no? Very nature, mm -hmm. green. And then suddenly uh, to get there, you cross like a little road, you cross like a dune. Mm. No, so that, and it's after that dune that it's a little um, village. I mean, it's not even a village, it's some houses, no? And so, and then from there, you no know, people get into that dune to see the magnificent views from Africa. You can see the Mount Muse in Africa, no? 
Okay. And I was there and you feel that. But what happens, no? That all paradise has a double yeah. face, no? Yeah. And photography, again, it's a powerful tool to start taking out layers from the landscape, no? Mm. And starting to understand also what's behind, no? Mm. The, the scene. I mean, obviously, you can just be there and say, oh, yes, it's amazing paradise, no? But, but I was, it was too many questions, too many, how do you say, too many uh, footprints of, you know, not just that road that it was yes. surreal, now because you see all the, the machines where all the time that the winds blow, that it's every day, machines taking the sun from one way to the other of the road, yes. no? So it was like getting bigger. That was like very, the image of the absurd, no? Totally. Yes. And then you go further and there were ruins of military interventions, not military installations, sorry, no? Like bunkers, mm. war yes. bunkers, all, then garbage, then loads and loads of, of rests of, of nomadic boats from immigrants maybe, but that mm -hmm. the, even the, the nature, you know, the, the, the sand was like, um, how do you say, enterrar. They were like covering it. You know? Yes, yeah, sort of it taking was like over. Helping, in a way, helping to forget. And I, that's mm. when I said, no, we cannot forget what's going on here. You know? So I started to, at the beginning to take pictures everywhere, like in a way to record, mm. but also trying to get things out from there. And then I started the process. I mean, Obviously, there is a process of, of production, of making pictures, no? Mm. But there was like many different stories going there, no? And also, that's why also the, it, it's when I, I saw that that was going to be a project more delicate and more for a long run, mm. which uh, it was perfect to do a photo book. That's why I decided that the format was going to be um, a photo book. Yes. And uh, because I think... and. What, what I realized in all the process, I'm doing a lot of research no, about what's happening there. I talk to many, many different actors, no? not just mm -hmm. ecologists and, and engineers that did a deep study about the situation of this area. Ah, mm. sorry, <laughs> yes, and the history, yeah, because why this place, what was happening? Well, in a way is that this dune, this sand dune, which is a big sand dune there, mm. which is the image of the paradise, as, as I tell you, that people comes up to see this, in these uh, views. It, it, it was not always there. It, it's a dune that started to grow in 1940s, just after the civil war we had here in Spain. Okay. It was, and before that, it was like um, since the last 5,000 years or, or 6,000 years, no, after mm -hmm. the glaciation, it, it was like a sand dune system, no, that it was like in, in, in harmony, I mean, in balance, okay. no, with the, with the different winds that comes from the sea, from the, mm. no, the wind from the east, the wind from the north, takes the sand, puts the sand. But then in the 40s, military intervention in the area okay. the human intervention in the uh, in the area for questions again of frontiers i mean there's so much symbols no uh, mm -hmm. they they had to stop in a way the sand because it didn't let the the big machines to 
no to, yeah, to, to be get, there yeah. which is um, a geopolitical very mm. strategic spot no yes. to yeah well anyway and since there they did a, a, a project of reforestation no so it's true i mean here's a very local story but at mm. the end talks about also some global uh, stories that is happening no that how how in a way um, we 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 insist in in controlling nature in mm -hmm. a way no but at the end nature just explodes no and and it will get over you yeah <laughs> no and how human interventions in the area changes so much uh, and so quickly no the the mm. geography the territory of uh, a place no and I suppose so, with with the time, sort of how it's changed from what they were doing in the 40s to how it is now is a different intervention, human intervention again, isn't it? So it's it's sort of responding to that continual human impact. Exactly, because since then, I mean, it's like, uh, how do you say, it's been uh, eroding, mm. or it's been going because uh, when the military with, uh, were there, everything was like under control in a way, no? Mm. The people from the village, they worked for the military to control the dune, the dune was growing, the sand was selling to the, mm. no, to, to this industry that we were talking before. Yes. But everything was like controlled by military. Yes. But then in the 80s, there, there was not more military anymore. There was democracy in Spain and everything. So. Um, they it came like a law to protect the coast, but they say not to touch anything. So they just got free the dune. In mm -hmm. this book, also for me, it was so important to I saw that the dune was like the the it, it had test it, it was a witness of all these stories. That's mm -hmm. why I gave like the dune like an anthropolog anthropomorphic. Yes. Um, no, it's like the protagonist, the, the main actor of this. Yes, and yes. It's heard that through the with the sound of the wind and the and that she has tell me everything mm. as a, a live um, no mm -hmm. uh, ent entity and 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 the photography that I did. I mean, always it was photography. I mean, mm. after that, now in an exhibition, I have a video. I have brought. I mean, uh, different. No, it's it's expanding. But now it's 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 uh, interesting because I'm telling like this local story, that which mm -hmm. which in a way is like a metaphor of how we relate. Not this this absurd will uh, of uh, of, uh, of trying to control this nature again. No, it's like a human mm -hmm. condition in a way. But it's um, the 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 dune. No, the, it's. Traveling is, for example, today I've been with a friend that I gave her some an envelope uh, uh, um, publication that we did in the last exhibition that I put some sand on it. Okay, <laughs> it's like the sun is getting she's invaded uh, invading yeah. all of us now. No? <laughs> yes, it's, uh, in a way, but it's it's crazy. Yes, the, the about the impact of the sand industry, which I think that that could be like a second chapter of all of this. 
Yes. Because anyway, sorry, I don't know it's if I've been. A, no, very... no, absolutely no. You you yeah. are absolutely, and it's a fascinating. And I'm definitely we need to at the end of our chat, we'll let people know where they can go and um, find out a bit more um, on your <laughs> website because it is a fascinating project. But I think you've also on your website you have what you call a prologue to the Book of Sand, which is um, a solar re- revelation. Yes. And I'm quite interested in that because you do say in there as well that it's around this, um, the, and you've mentioned it already, this revealing different layers of the same landscape. Um, exactly. I, I think sometimes when you, um, when you're, when you are sort of embedded in a place, you can sometimes um, stop seeing it. But actually, maybe for us, for people who who take out a camera or or you know how do you feel that sort of gives you the option for seeing it in a different way other than seeing it with your own eyes if I'm making any sense to you at all (laughs) no no yes totally totally um yeah and also I mean I think as I was telling you you know the photographer for, for example in in this book which also I mean a solar revelation was like because that was the first part is when I realized that uh, everything mm. was in the dune, no? That it, uh, because this was like a first, like a prologue is true mm. that I said, because it was like a first um, exhibition that I did uh, talking about what's going on, no? Then yeah. in the Book of Sun, I tell everything like more with the images, no? But yeah. is the photography exactly that, through the lenses, going closer to it, going around. It really allows you to understand better what's going on, but not just mm-hmm. the photography that you produce, because also to me, I have, I think the same as you know, this blocked sometimes to produce. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to do photo. I don't, I mean, I have had times of not wanting to, to take pictures, mm-hmm. no? of not wanting to use the camera at the end is also, a tool which is toxic and yes. I, mean, I have come from analog that yeah dark room before yes i enjoyed it but also i had really bad times when all the water running with all the yes the chemicals and trying to neutralize it then when i i changed to digital in in, in my 30s so i mm. said great but at the end it's not this is worse because all the energy and now all everybody all the overconsumption is, um, yes. is crazy and the obsolescence of the cameras, no? So it's yeah. not that I want to do like a document what's going on there, but yes, to produce some images that help me to tell the story instead mm. of with the word, to tell it with the images. It's true mm. that it's digital, no? But also I, uh, there are some, photog- some photos that they are from archive that mm. they show you these evolution of the dune and yes. it's incredible because i uh, these photographies i found them not found them i mean i, I in my research in the institute mm-hmm. of Ge- national geographic no in spain uh, all these like the first um, aerial ph- photography no that they yes. did the americans when they came here with the flights and i i managed to have those photos the original ones no from mm-hmm. since the 40s, not if, 
until now. Well, the last one, I took it from Google Earth, actually. But you can see there perfectly how the landscape has changed, no? That that's mm. something that photography also um, um, permits you, no? To, mm. yes. and, and, and also that contemplation, because is you say, okay, but here you are with the ecologist, you are with the, because there is a social problem too, no? With the villagers mm -hmm. that they get stuck there when the sand, with the wind, um, no, it's too strong mm -hmm. and the sand covers the road and they cannot. So they say, we want to, we want the dune as it was before with the militaries, no? But yeah. like, no, you have to regenerate. I mean, the solution at the end is to regenerate everything. And it's mm -hmm. not that I'm saying, what do we have to do all this? I'm just talking about human condition and photography yeah. for me, it, it's like really, you take the, the more philosophical focus, no? More like contemplation. And obviously mm. you are saying, yeah, here we only, no? Mm. Yeah, yeah, at the end you have a, a position, no? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's that contemplation, which is like a calm meditation to see further, no? In, de in depth, mm. the, the landscape and the, hmm, the, the land. Mm. So, do you, so do you then with, with your work such as this, um, is it for you... Uh, I mean, I didn't, I had no awareness of this. So, you know, it's educated me and it's um, opened, you know, a, a new a new window on, on a part of the world I don't know very much about. Um, and I think, is, is this for you then sort of around letting people sort of learn about your work and and what you're photographing and that's enough or do you want your work to do more do you do you want it to change policies or what what is i mean is there i mean or are you know it doesn't have to be yeah. that can, there's so no, many no. things <laughs> no exactly i mean i do i that's important question i think because obviously i mean it's not just like oh i do it for myself and that's it mm. no? I mean, I think that I've always been engaged in environmental issues because it's something that I'm really aware of. Now it's like mm. on top of every table, no? Yeah. But but this comes from a long time. And mm. I think it's so, 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 I don't know, that we have to all have a conscience at least, no? It's not, yes. I don't want to to give lessons to anybody. That's, yeah. that's also true because I think uh, everyone has their own, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, their own story, no? Yes, but yes, yeah. to create conscience. And that for me, uh, with, the, uh, with my personal projects is where I try to, and for example, this book, <laughs> I, mm. I have sent it to the Ministry of Environment in Spain. And I really talked to, the, to her secretary and everything. No? And, I've, and I've been with uh, I mean yeah but it's not that they had changed they just wrote me like a letter like saying oh yes we are really aware because there's a political problem behind yes. it no? that nobody really takes really care about yeah. it no and I mean I'm alone also you know that it's true that that's why I'm I'm, I'm so pleased to be able to share with you and and, mm. and it's true that that no to to have more links or everything even if i'm here i work with an ecologist group and with this engineer and to them no they mm. pushed a lot i said it's so important and it's not that this is um 
a document, not because it's through art. I mean, you create also like a fiction, but it, but it's is that what I want to do? To put some questions in the air that yes. people say, okay, but maybe it's true. I go to these paradises. Why don't I see a little bit further? No, mm-hmm. and and yeah. So I think that. I mean, I don't pretend to change anything. I mean, that's actually yes. very pretentious, no? But I love to do it in a small scale. I think... You can play a part, like can't you? Gra- grain by grain, you know, like yes. yes. You create a dune, <laughs> or not? Absolutely. I mean, but also each one is... And that's, I think, is important, no? And always mm. something that, that obsessed me in a mm. way, no? But because it's in my own practice, I try to do it. That's why... I now know looking about all that you do and, and, and many people that has been photographers and artists that have been in your in your podcast no mm. and and really uh, this thinking that next projects I should do camera less no that I oh, do that brilliant. sometimes just for me yeah because we I mean yeah I mean that's also a problem that I have that it, it blocks me in some I mean I do yes. commission work and I need the camera no sometimes but but it's true that it's, I'm not the typical, I mean, my camera has not millions and millions of shots, you know? I try mm-hmm. to really do it more careful, no? Yes. Yeah. But, and, and, yeah. So are yeah. you thinking, because with this one, you've obviously put an awful lot of um, time and effort in, into um, particularly, well, all your work um, um we, have, we won't have time to talk about all of it but into the book of the book of sand um and it's obviously quite a long form project it, um and it's certainly evolved into a long form project so are you is that sort of something that you will you consciously try and do or are are you sort of just very open to how a project might evolve so for instance if you if you did some cameraless work it wouldn't necessarily be with the idea of oh this is you know I'll, I'll do this for the next year do you sort of evolve and go with the flow of your of, of your work then yes yes I mean and also there's something in my work that I don't have like the I mean one style no I mean I can have a style of photographing mm. yeah maybe you can see I have you know it's lighters whatever no yes. but in my personal projects I always wanted to have this freedom Mm-hmm. of the so every project has their own aesthetic yes no? and um, for example I my next I mean the book of sun as I said now that it's been my last baby because also it was in the mm-hmm. in the pandemic when I published it it was crazy yes. and everything but at the end it's, it has had some recognitions it's been traveling the exhibition now is going and it's not just a book I mean it's like the experience of getting mm-hmm. into the book but there is a video is the sun there whatever no mm-hmm. the archives photos and material but that is like it's going alone no it's when when the mm. when the baby goes out from you no know, the children go out oh, independent yeah, <laughs> yeah flown the and nest now I have <laughs> But yes, I have two other projects now. Uh, one I'm working, which is not that long run, but it's like an exercise that I did in an artist residency that I did in Egypt. Okay. Um, on October 2021, I was in, selected to do an artist residency in Luxor. Mm-hmm. So um, this is, I'm going to show it in 
it's a solo show here in Madrid in, in the Arab, well, Casa Arabe in, in September. But mm -hmm. that is like, it's different because that is not a long run. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. case study. It's an experience, a personal experience that I yeah. use to reflect on all this research about art and ecology and photography and ecology and how do we relate with nature? What is nature? Mm -hmm. No. And there it's true. I have some material, but it's, uh, I have a video there and I have another project, which that one is a very long run that that is where probably the camera less comes in, Okay. which is one that comes since I was in Ecuador. When I told you that I was working in the environmental issues, I, I was in the Amazon. Yeah. So I have a project in the Amazon, which is, it, I mean, I, it's, it's in process, but it's a long process. Yeah. I have material from that time in analog. I have material that have been back some years ago in the scientific research. I'm, oh, wow. And, and now it's like the third phase that I hope to do after I finish the, this project on Egypt. But okay. all in a way, they have their own shape, their own mm. form, but trying that not just to do like eco conscious, but yes. also to, to, to question about the, the practice of the photography, no, in a mm. way, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they sound really fascinating. And I really like that you, um, you, you described, you know, the fact that you sort of have almost this, this aesthetic freedom and it, and it, it sort of, um, yeah, you still have a very distinct way of working, but it, it's, um, you're not, you're not, you're not what we, I don't know if you know the expression pigeonholing yourself until <laughs> you're not not oh, only doing no, one but thing. I like it. Pigeonholing. Wow. Yeah. Yes, you're not pigeonholing. It's like what does what does but pigeon from a pigeon? From a pigeon, like a bird. Um, oh, nice. Please don't ask me the history, but it's an no, expression no. we have. Um, I like but, it. But uh, yeah, it's when when you know you sort of people sometimes expect I think an, an artist can maybe fall into this when there's almost an ex expectation that ah, yes. that's what you're known for and therefore you shouldn't yeah. necessarily do something else so I, I really yeah. love it love to hear when people definitely like to um, be inspired yeah, in lots of different ways. Because I think that we want to still experiment I think mm. at the end it's like an experimentation of all of this goes parallel to the to the to the research but yes. all is connected at the end in egypt for example one piece that i did is with the pinhole cameras not pigeons, oh, wow. not, yeah. not pigeon holes but <laughs> pinhole, cameras. <laughs> pinhole cameras that i did with mm -hmm. some films uh, updated that i had that i brought with me Mm -hmm. No, and, and that I I did it to talk about the impact of climate change in monuments there. Oh, no? okay. So anyway, but that's an, that's I'm having fun. I mean, it's yeah. I'm still like experimenting. Why should I? And that's yeah. I mean that's the freedom we are talking. Nobody is really asking me to go to any big show. I mean, I like things like that. No, it's that's also the I mean I I to commission work to yeah. Try to cover the freelance work. Yeah. Well, I'm really gonna definitely keep an eye out on your new projects. Um, but no, if people and, and me on you, <laughs> <laughs> if people yeah. want to actually 
find out more about you do you have um social media or or your website where's the best place for people to go and actually discover Mm -hmm. more about your work and what you what you're getting up to yeah i think the best although it's not perfect because also i try to have the freedom there i don't want to to be a slave of of social media (laughs) it's instagram which i quite like i think it's i i like it i mean i Mm. i would love to have more on a strategy i just do it when i want i see it when i want but i i i mean i discovered you through instagram so there are so many nice mm, stories no that comes from instagram so just that is so amazing and with this i had some beautiful encounters so instagrams i think is better and i have the websites but just now i got some funds that are gonna help me to redesign all my web they're gonna do it yeah and there is gonna be better i hope this year i don't know when but it's gonna i will have there my website i will I mean, now it's it's working there, but um, yeah. it's like two webs. One is the personal, the other one is the the commission. But I, anyway, yes. Yes. Well, for for now, if people want it, I will put the details in in the links, um, in the text links with the podcast. But if people want to head over to your website, is um is it mariaprimo.com the best one for them to to find you on then? Yes, I think so. I think Brilliant. so. I know that there are some things are not working, but there you can see the books, the special edition, yes, uh, contact. But anyway, yes. I mean, what I don't have there is my new ongoing projects. The one in Egypt and the one in, of the Amazon, I don't have them there. I, I haven't published them yet. But when, when you're ready. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. When you're ready. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, I really love chatting to you and I know that um, we definitely could talk so much longer because there oh, are, yes. I mean, there's a lot of projects we've not even mentioned, but they are there on your website. Um, but I I just love it because you do sort of, I think, describe um, yourself as being part of nature and that totally. we are all interconnected. We are all um, part of this amazing planet that we live on um and it is sometimes difficult i think in everyday life to step back and remember that <laughs> mm. but it's good to see that um yourself and, and other photographers um are working in ways to try and remind people about this um mm. you know the, i guess that yeah that we are part of it we're not separate and um Exactly. Yeah, the work you're doing is raising awareness not only of that, but of, yes. of yeah, perhaps ways that we can we can sort of stop and think. Oh, look, we're trying to control things again, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> you know, um, yeah, do yeah. things differently, perhaps. But I no, really love chatting to you, um, Maria. So thank you so much for mm. for taking the time to join me. Thank you, Josie. It's been a pleasure for me. As you say, we could be for hours talking of these issues. I could I, perfectly. So I hope that we will be really in contact. I mean, I hope that you will come to Madrid, and I hope that we can that we can share or make it. I don't know that our our paths will cross again to do that, these issues. 
that would be absolutely wonderful and we will we will definitely keep in touch and um everyone else who's listening in if if they want to head over and and sort of find out more about your work and obviously can contact you themselves as well if they want to so you might even have the even more people coming to see you in Madrid. <laughs> oh, yes, everybody, please. <laughs> Eco-conscious, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so oh, much, welcome. Maria. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, Josie. Bye-bye, everybody. Ciao. <laughs> I know that you will all agree with me that was a really intriguing episode with Maria and you know what to do, head on over to her website mariaprimo.com or you can find her on Instagram as mariaprimo and that's P-R-I-M-O. So do go and check out her work and find out more. And if you want to, like she said at the end, do get in touch. You never know when a visit to Madrid might be in order. And until next time, if you'd like to contact me to be on the Photopocene podcast, just get in touch via my website, josiepurcellphotography.com and you can find me on Instagram at josieshutterpod. Come along and say hello. Until next time, bye.